Hey, Skittlebuds, are you sitting down? You're not going to believe this. We are being sought after by some very well-established entities and personalities, from a Colossus online retail behemoth to a university professor with Middle Eastern dynastic roots, overzealous public relations practitioners, highfalutin marketing execs, and online hucksters all want a piece of us. We need to comb through the offers, and we'd like your help. But first, we have tips to dealing with your kid's adolescent heartbreak. Also, big debate, how important is the role of the fax machine in today's high-tech world? The answer will shock you. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Larkin's Liquors, dedicated to ensuring a high level of customer service and satisfaction. And by Park Street Books and Toys, Get 20% off your purchase when you order through their website, parkstreetbooks.com. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, it's Rick Fink Jr. hanging out in the basement, northeast corner, in the Scuttlebutt studio. Over to my left is Liz. We do this every week. We react to the overreaction to small town problems. We also go on terribly long rants about whatever. So let's do that today. I know that uh, everyone's getting all squirrely with the holidays. I see you sitting in traffic trying to return that present that you bought at the mall. But it's not the right size or you you got that in duplicate because you didn't coordinate with your spouse and they bought it too. That happens sometimes. I also see you over there at the gas station freezing your ass off trying to fill up your gas tank. Liz, who do you see out there listening to our show right now? Well, I always like see people like myself, right? Like mm-hmm. a busy, you know, working mom, maybe, or maybe she's driving her daughter to dance class or her son to a music lesson or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm always like picturing just another version of me. I just want to <laughs> say right now, I'm I, I like as the quarterback of this of this uh, show, right? I don't feel like throwing too much today. I just want to hand mm-hmm. it off. Okay, sure. So I I I don't know. I don't have it in me. I just feel like why don't we just 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 hang out and just. I have no agenda. I know that you brought in a bunch of Bushanka topics. I read this article recently about um, this thing called persuasion fatigue that is apparently rampant during the holiday season because we're getting together with more people, family or holiday parties or whatever. And mm-hmm. this is where, you know, you're on one side of a issue whatever someone else is on the opposite side and you get persuasion fatigue because each person is trying to convince the other person why their perspective is incorrect or whatnot and it's just really really draining so it uh, it has nothing to do with the actual holidays it just seems to be the time like what are we trying to persuade people on so anything i mean we're living in a time Mm -hmm. as we've discussed many times on this podcast where people don't necessarily have an agree to disagree type of point of view so now that we're in the holiday season and we're getting together probably more with family or friends or whatever you know it's just oh we're socializing a lot more this time of year and you're sitting around maybe your holiday dinner table or whatever Uh and you know uncle jim throws out 
something and you're like, oh, Jesus, here we go. And then so you go back at it, whatever. So I say, you know, stick with light topics. Like if you want to have a debate, Biggie versus Tupac, right? Yeah, right. Debate it out. I feel like the other day I was, uh, the, the opportunity presented itself. Somebody in family made a declarative statement about another family member who wasn't there. And I made light of it. Usually I jump on that shit. <laughs> nope. I was like, well, you know, I advocated for that person and, mm-hmm. and, and we moved on. So you, yeah. did you feel um, you're as an elevated human being, like you approach this in a different way than you normally would have this scenario? Yeah. Well, usually I just listen to it and go, okay. And then mm-hmm. and I, I don't do anything about it when it spirals out of control. And sometimes, admittedly, I'm the one that's stirring the pot. But, as you can imagine. But I felt pretty good about just letting it ride. And actually advocating for the absentee person who was on the chopping block. Sort of gave him a pass, made an excuse. And um, because I don't want to deal with holiday bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I've realized, you know what? I just want to. That's just where I'm at in life now. Just live and let live and, and you know, mm-hmm. just 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 don't be a dick. And if you're going to be a dick or you're going to bring your absolutism ideology, well, then I'm going to I'm going to we're probably going to butt heads. Right. But other than that, you know, like I don't go around telling people what they should do and how they should do it. I have a podcast here and we can hang out and we can weigh in on what we think. But that's something different. Right. We're maybe we're subliminally passing off ideas to people that are like, you know what? I'll buy that for a dollar. I like that. I like, I like that thinking. I like where we're going, but I am not telling you on the show what, you know, who's right mm-hmm. and who's wrong. Right. We're just giving our perspective. They're just opinions. Yeah. And they can, and listeners can feel free to go on smalltownscuttlebutt.com and go to uh, the grievance line and tell us uh, that they disagree with us. We will take any and all perspective. Um, so I had a couple of Ushanka topics I wanted to bring to the table today. Oh, if that's can, all right. Shall we transition? Yeah. Can I press the button? Please. Can you find the button? Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Wish me luck. Okay, Liz is, what do we call this? Liz is lashing. Um, So this first one isn't a lashing per se, but, um, you know, as a parent, you know you're going to have certain teachable moments come up for your children. You just never know, now that my kids are getting older, kind of when those teachable moments are going to arise. And Mm -hmm. I recently had to help my older son through his first heartbreak. He got dumped. Just a refresher for the Mm -hmm. scuttlebuds. How old is your son? He's 14. He's a freshman in high school. This was his first girlfriend. I mean, they were dating for four months. This wasn't a love story for the ages. I just did the math with my fingers. This relationship started as a summer flame. It did. But I feel like Will probably subconsciously thought we made it over the hump. So the first teachable moment we had with him was when he started dating her. And Mm -hmm. when they were going to go out on their first date, Dan and I sat him down and we talked about like dating etiquette and you pay and you open doors and you let her order first. And so all of that and like making sure that he's going to be a gentleman and respectful and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to mm-hmm. what those uh, pieces of advice were. Do you want to answer that now or after? Because I feel like I don't know what the etiquette mm-hmm. is anymore. So is, is the guy supposed to pay? That's what Dan and I told him. 
that okay. the guy is supposed to pay. And he took it like really seriously too. Cause he said, you know, she, she wants to offer to pay and mm-hmm. I keep telling her no. And I said, well, how about, you know, next time if you guys go to the movies, you can pay for the tickets and she can pay for the snacks. And we also t- like, we told him he has to open doors for her. And yes. like when we go to pick her up, he has to get out of the car and open the car door for her. Ooh. So she, she told him, she's like, She's like, I get that weirds me out a little bit. Can you stop doing that? I, and so I can he, imagine. he asked me, I said, stop doing it. Yep. I said, you respect what she's asking you to do. Yep. So just navigating those, okay. those kinds of things. And so mm-hmm. then, you know, again, fast forward four months, she dumps him out of the blue and it's the end of the world and there's tears and there's this and that. And his first instinct is like, I have to get her back and blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, no, no. I said, she made it clear, like it's over. And unfortunately you have to respect that. And I said, I promise you, buddy, every day it's going to get a little bit better. No, it won't. No, it won't. You know, the whole thing. It was like a weekend of just really lots of tears and lots of sadness. I feel bad for this kid. (laughs) I said, if you need to block her on text and block her on Snapchat so you don't feel compelled to reach out to her or if she reaches out to you, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't want to keep this whole thing spiraling and and all of that. Um, And, you know, he didn't believe me that every day it would get a little bit better. I said, I promise you it will. Like my heart's been broken before. I said, you know, this is kind of your first foray into relationships and heartbreak and you'll have another girlfriend at some point and you know unfortunately you might get your heart broken again or you might break her heart and it's just it's just part of life and mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. and so by like day three I wanted to be like you weren't gonna fucking marry her but yeah <laughs> I'm I just kidding so <laughs> but he got like he got through it and like now he's already talking to someone else so you know it's it was a little blip in the radar but it was like my heart just was in my stomach over mm-hmm. how sad he was and making sure that I was listening to him and and letting him talk through his feelings and being supportive and not saying like you shouldn't feel that way because I hate when people say that to me. Yeah. But yeah, those moments you don't know when they're going to come up and when they do, it's like I mean that was like all hands on deck. You know, we got to make sure this kid's okay. <laughs> so the one thing that might be lurking there is uh, a tinge of jealousy if like someone else starts talking to her and mm-hmm. it's still too fresh for you. And if right. it's a friend, oh, that's even worse. How did she break up with him? Um, I believe it was over text. My first heartbreak was with Courtney, ninth grade, and she dumped me by having a friend call me. Oh, yeah. Courtney was in the room. And I'm like, put Courtney on the phone. She's like, <laughs> I can't. And I said, well, why? And the answer was, you're moving too slow. <laughs> Damn, Courtney was a fast girl. Yes, we make out during all of Stairway to Heaven during the last song at the dance. What the hell? What do you want me to do? Get the third base right there? It's crazy, right? I'm in ninth grade. I'm a kid. I'm still... I, I, You're my I, son's age. I just want to say this one thing. I have a... Sh- okay, so <clears throat> I dated through the summer and then an exchange student named Blanca from Madrid. Ooh. And I... It was like... Love at first sight. We were just into each other. What grade was this? Ninth, tenth, tenth. Somebody okay. going to tenth. It was just magical. We, we like honestly, <laughs> she was awesome. And then she had to leave, and I was <gasps> crying. And we were camp counselors at a summer camp, and um, it was great because you had all this independence. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to work every other night, and then every other night you had it off, and we synced up our nights, and we could just hang out. We go into Boston and stuff on a bus, and do things that most kids 
going somewhere in the 10th grade probably weren't getting to do, you know? It was pretty awesome. And then she had to move. But okay. you knew throughout this relationship mm-hmm. that she was eventually going to have to leave, right? Yeah, yeah, it was tough. It was tough. I cried Aww. so bad. I, Mrs. Sheverfills drove me and Joe home on the last day of <laughs> summer camp. And I remember it was in a caravan. I went in the third row, way in the back, and just elbows oh. to knees, head in my hands, just <laughs> cry oh like a God. baby. I still have a shoebox of all of our little love letters. No, and yes, that's cause, so cute. Because we would like, you know, it's back when you wrote back and forth. Yes. There was no email. Right. And, texting and stuff like that. It was old school. How long did you guys continue to correspond after she Years. went back home? Into college. So how did, okay, so how did the, the the content of the letters change over time? Was it like, I miss you so much, I love you, to like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Or yeah, whatever. yeah. Like, like, get more platonic over time, I yeah, assume? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, we are, it would even be like, you know, I'm seeing somebody. Or, right, it, right, It's right. just like yes. the respect, the mutual respect, the friendship yep. sort of came in and superseded that romance, that yeah. puppy love romance, you know. Are you what friends it? with her on Facebook? Yeah. Oh. So Will, love. poor Will. Like, yeah, like, he's over it now, but it was rough. It was rough. So. He'll be friends with her in a, in a couple months. And they'll, yeah. they'll, before you know it, like. It'll all, and that's what I told I was like, this will blow over. It's, you know, that feels so small. The high school's so small. He's going to be around her. Organically, It'll they'll be friendly at yeah, some point, sure, I'm sure. sure. So, okay. anyway. All right. Well. So, I have a, a much less interesting Ushanka topic okay. to share that has nothing to do with romance. Okay, go for um, it. It still has to do with my son, Will, though. Um, so, he has to get an MRI for his, for his back. He strained it again playing football. So, I get a, a letter or form or whatever in the mail today saying that before they can approve this MRI, they need us to send all this like prior tests and lab work, et cetera, et cetera, via fax machine, number one. Then I have to go back in time for four days ago because I've already missed the deadline. Now, you, do you have your envelope? Because I want to know when that thing was posted. Oh, I threw the envelope away. But yeah. again, to the point about the fax machine, we don't even know where to find one. Let's yep. say I do come across a fax machine and now I'm faxing my child's personal medical records. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that paper is going to spit out and yeah. I don't know who's going to see it. That mm-hmm. is crazy fax. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. So I just. So what are you going to do? Because you're not going to fax it. Are you, no, are well, you going to scan it on your scanner and well, then email it like a normal person? Luckily, this is just a copy for me. And mm-hmm. there was another request sent directly to the doctor at Children's Hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm operating under the assumption that they will take care of this because I don't have my son's medical records because right. I don't own a fax machine. Yeah. So there you have it. Facts. <laughs> so those were my lashings, my musings, my woes. I threw one in the book. Oh, you did. All right. Um, All right, Rick, you do have one. Yeah. Okay, a book. I got you a book. It's called Make Noise, A Creator's Guide to Podcasting and Great Audio Storytelling. I'm halfway through it now, and I said, you know what? I'm getting this for Liz, so here's here's a copy. All right, this one I won't speed read. Yeah. I will take my time Yeah, there's a couple things in it that I want to talk about. First of all, there's exercises that we should all work on. Like One of them was to uh, come up with a 10-word description of your show. And I realized we react to the overreactions of small town problems is exactly 10 words, which is great. Now we just need to focus on that more <laughs> that <often>. mantra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My husband suggested that we get um, people on that are like 
feuding with each other and and like let them air out their grievances while we moderate. And then at the end, the listeners weigh in on who won the argument. Okay. I love the idea, but they're not coming into the house. (laughs) Because it could be a bloodbath. (laughs) We we fine tune the um, technology on phone calls or uh, like get a Google Meet going. And we can do it that way. Mm-hmm. And we can sit here, mission control. Yep. But there's a lot of hosting duties I don't want to handle. Like, first of all, there's a lot of people I just don't want in my house. I appreciate that. Yep. Your wife and children live here. Yep. And and also, I don't want to have to be like, hi, welcome to my home, blah, blah, blah. Let me show you downstairs. Mm-hmm. Okay, have a seat. Can I get you? No, I don't. I don't. I want. I, don't, I can't mm-hmm. do that. I can't play nice when all I want from you is just your your Jerry Springer moment. Yes. Right? Like, I was just going to say, we might need the that uh, bodyguard Steve. bouncer guy, Steve Wilkos. Steve, Steve Wilkos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, if, I'm, if I'm looking to tee up, you know, a Donnybrook, I'd prefer it happened, you know, not in my basement. Right. Right. Agreed. So, all right, listeners, hit us up. Like, if you think this is a good idea, if you have a grievance with someone in town, you want to call them to the carpet and you want our help, let us know. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Tell us who you're having the feud with and and what it is that you're feuding about. And then we can get in touch with you guys. Yep. And uh, reach out to both of you get you on the air at the same time. Yes. Yeah. So I say we lean into that. And we've had, like, as we've discussed, we've had a handful of bits that have kind of come and gone on this podcast that we did like once or twice and then never revisited again, Mm -hmm. like our bunghole of the week or our product of the week or whatever. So Uh, Scuttlebuds, email us uh, on our website, smalltownscuttlebutt.com. If you have a candidate for bunghole of the week that's basically any jerk or asshole out there that's screwing somebody over yep. or just being a selfish prick um then there's product of the week if you see an infomercial or or a facebook ad for something so ridiculous whether it's the most awesomest thing for the funniest reason or it's the absolute biggest waste of money we'd like to see that we can mm-hmm. probably talk about that absolutely all right so let's go to a break and then we'll come back we'll talk about guests and things that that we should probably get. Perfect. APC Pest and Termite Control is pleased to offer a comprehensive service plan to meet your year-round pest control needs. They have fully insured and licensed technicians ready to keep your home safe from carpenter ants, all crawling insects, mice, yellow jackets, hornets, and wasps. You can save 10% when you prepay for the first year of service. Or you can prevent or eliminate all those aforementioned pests all by yourself. Now, I'll be honest. I'm not going to be a tough guy and deal with these problems myself. Nope. For one, I don't even like anything that crawls. Bugs and mice are gross. If one touches me, I scream like a girl. And that's not being sexist. My shrieking voice literally rises in both loudness and pitch. I also tend to jump and then swear a lot while slapping the part of my body that brushes up against the bug. Oh, and walking into a spider's web? Don't even get me started. If you're tougher than me, good for you. But if my reaction is more in line with your reaction when encountering pests, then I recommend visiting apcpest.com. Royal Pizza wants to wish everyone a happy National Pizza Month. Yes, that is really a thing. And to celebrate, we're going to play a quiz game. Three questions. Ready? How many acres worth of pizza do Americans eat every day? Give up? 100 acres worth. On average, how many slices of pizza does a single American consume in one year? 
If you said 46 slices of pizza, you're correct. Final question, and I wrote this one myself. What is the grossest pizza ever invented? Hawaiian pizza, totally true fact right there. Does all of this pizza talk make you hungry? I have just the right answer. RoyalPizzaMedfield.com I've got a couple of business papers, as the big Lebowski would say. I got papers. What kind of papers? Oh, business papers. Uh, Random emails from agents and PR practitioners and other people out there. Hucksters. Let's call them hucksters. People that are trying to shill stuff, right? I got one here. You know how we had the no Amazon rule? Well, guess who emailed us? Amazon. Yep, Amazon. (laughs) Specifically, the Amazon Music Podcast team. Let me read you their pitch. Hello, podcaster. Not very personal. Not impressed. Did it have like the brackets around podcast where <laughs> yeah. they forgot to fill in the yeah. name? Enter name here. <laughs> We're excited to let you know that Amazon Music and Audible will be adding podcasts to our respective services, including Amazon Music's free tier. Please note that this information is confidential. Whoops. Let that one out of the bag. In advance of launch, we would like to invite you to make your podcast available on our service. Agreeing to add your content ensures your podcast will be available to Amazon Music's rapidly growing audience of over 55 million customers. Blah, 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 blah. It goes on. What do we do? Question to the Scuttlebuds and to Liz. Do we maintain our boycott of the all-consuming Amazon, or do we say, shit, that's 55 million listeners we're not tapping into? I am firmly in the camp of we're biting our nose off to spite our face if we don't do it. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) So I'm all for it because they're not really getting anything from us, but Mm -hmm. we're getting something from them. Okay, fine. Then you know what? I'm going to put this in the the acceptance pile. Thank you. All right. Because of your um, counsel. However, I am still uh, open to listen to um, our friends that are listening at home. What do you guys think? Are we selling out? Because if we're selling out, in your estimation, then we're going to lose you. And we don't want to lose you. I'd rather keep you, Scuttlebuds, than get in bed with Jeff Bezos. Worked really well for his ex-wife. She's the wealthiest (laughs) woman in America. That's true. Actually, (laughs) scoot over, Jeff. Jeff, are you a top or a bottom? (laughs) Ew, Rick. Okay. Here's one from Matchmaker. Hi, Rick. At least you got my name right. Ever wanted to know who's been checking out your Matchmaker profile? Okay, wait. Are you sure this is a podcast and not like a swingers type of thing that you and Leslie are getting into? Yeah, this, is, this is from AshleyMadison.com. <laughs> Matchmaker Pro members can now see a full list of everyone who's viewed their profile. No more missed opportunities. That's called, I think, what you would term a assumptive sale. Yes. I, I'd never asked to be on this thing. They just put me on it, and then they asked me, would you like to see who's on it? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I would like to know why I'm on it in the first place. So we will. That's a negative. Yeah, we will not be hanging out with you, James Mulvaney. James Mulvaney is a shady dude, mm-hmm. so we're going to cut him out. Here's one. It sounds like we've, we've, we've made it because we got a top badge for Small Town Scuttlebutt. Let's see what that's about. This is from Megan Arndt with Wisdom Talent Team. That sounds fake, too. Well, what is this badge you speak of? Arndt, you going to tell me? <laughs> 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 
We want the voice behind Small Town Scuttlebutt on Wisdom. I'd like to offer you the top badge, our highest badge, if you join us. Is anyone, is anyone chomping at the bit yet? Nope. Wisdom is the place to meet, share, and learn from fellow podcasters. We are venture-backed and growing fast. The top badge is Wisdom's version of Twitter's blue checkmark. Each day you'll get a new batch of voice intros and interesting podcasters to listen to and meet, and chosen to be relevant to you. You can also talk live to audiences of hundreds and even thousands. You'll grow your audience, meet amazing potential guests, and learn from other talented podcasters. Can I please send you a link that will also grant you a top badge? Sincerely, Megan Arndt. So that's all we have to do is click on a link to get a top badge. She doesn't, I'm assuming, have access to our analytics, so she has no idea what our listenership is or our reach. Yeah. So how is she qualifying people to earn this top badge? I smell BS. Okay. All right. This one I'm, I'm a little flattered by. I'm a little flattered by the fact that we have a distinguished Georgetown University professor who wants to come on to Small Town Scuttlebutt. As a guest? As a guest. Oh. What are they, uh, what's the angle? There's a book called The Sassoons, The Great Global Merchants and the Making of an Empire. Raise your hand. Scuttlebutt's at home. Co-hosts on the show here in the studio. Raise your hand if you've ever heard of the Sassoon family. Like Vidal Sassoon, the hair care family. I've never heard of these people. A spectacular generational saga of the making and undoing of a family dynasty. The riveting untold story of the gilded Jewish Baghdadi Sassoons who built a vast empire through global finance and trade, cotton, opium, shipping, banking that reached across three continents and ultimately changed the destinations of the destinies of nations. With full access to rare family photographs and archives. They were one of the richest families in the world for 200 years, from the 19th century to the 20th, and were known as the Rothschilds of the East. Where does, okay, in an interview with you, Joseph Sassoon will speak about his passion for discovery that led to an untapped trove of archival material about his family, the incredible contributions of this family to Western globalization the allure of wealth and the social ladder climbing that ultimately caused the dynasty's downfall, the comparisons of the Sassoons to the Rothschild dynasties. This seems like a, a family tree passion project. Yes. And uh, spearheaded by a, an extreme narcissist. Yes. Who thinks that we all give a shit. The, yes. Point I was going to say, if it was that important and they are being compared to the Rothschilds, uh, why haven't we heard of them? We're well-educated people, I mm-hmm. feel like. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe because it came from the Middle East and uh, that's kind of like a, there's some obscurity there, mm-hmm. right? Perhaps. Right? Like, I don't know much about about movers and shakers in Iraq. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to read um, the about the author in this pitch. Joseph Sassoon is a professor of history and political economy at Georgetown's Center for Contemporary Arab Studies and holds an Al-Sabah chair in politics and political economy of the Arab world. He is also a senior associate member at St. Anthony's College in Oxford. His research interests include political economy, economic history, Iraq, Iraqi refugees, and authoritarianism. Interesting. Well, he's obviously a very well-educated 
intelligent I bet person. this guy is a stuffed shirt. This guy. I bet, yeah, is a real snoozer. Um, and, you know, I think our listeners listen to this podcast for a little bit more levity and entertainment and things mm-hmm. like that. I don't, I'm not thinking that this guy droning on about his family history and his self-important manner is going to but resonate. You know, but you know what we could do? We could take this interview off the rails. We could ask him all kinds of questions. <laughs> that Over to the Scuttlebuds, why don't you send us some questions you think we could ask this guy? Oh, yes. We could just ask him questions like, what's he watching on TV now? Mm-hmm. Predictions on, you know, Monday Night Football. How he feels about true crime. True crime, <laughs> yep. So are we putting that in the maybe pile for now to see if we can have a know. different spin it, on it? It kind of, it's, you know, if we wanted to use the guy just a tad, he's such a narcissist that mm-hmm. if we got him onto the show, you know he would sell it. Like, oh, hey, yeah, listen for to, sure. Listen to this podcast. But but the person that sent me this thing, Zach Heitling, I don't think he's ever listened to this podcast. Mm. Can I just for a moment, mm-hmm. just to sort of bring this all back around, he probably has not listened to this podcast, but saw the description of our podcast on a certain platform. And yeah. just in case, listeners, you aren't familiar with how we describe ourselves on said platforms, let me refresh your memory. Mm-hmm. Small Town Scuttlebutt explores all the intriguing aspects of small town living. Things like overcompetitive youth sports, criminally high taxes, and dog crap on the sidewalk. The gossip, the rumors, the endless public shaming on social media. You want to know what's really behind the quaint small town facade? Then you need to listen to Rick Fink and Liz Daly satirically break it all down with their mind-blowing commentary, riveting investigative segments, and a stellar lineup of special guests. I'm just wondering which part of that description, you know, the light bulb went off in the PR <laughs> person's head. Like, Eureka. I kind of want to just follow up with this person and be like, how did you find us? Yes. How did we get cold into your, in your search? Mm-hmm. Like we got, we, we got caught in that net. And it was, pro- it was just, up. yeah, some, again, a search, a whole bunch of podcasts came up. He just blasted the same email out to everybody. Yeah. Speaking of uh, other people that listen to the show, mm-hmm. I, I got some nice feedback. I was picking my kid up. The other day, and the person said, "Hey, I, I I've been listening to your podcast." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." He says, "And this is great because I've never heard it described as this." Mm-hmm. He says, "Usually, I I like to listen to you know stuff and really like deep dive, learn stuff, mm-hmm. but um, your show is irresistible." Oh, I called love it, that. Called That's it the irresistible. Best I think so. Yes, it's like you can't get away from it. I love that. We're like Thank the you. earworm of podcasting. <laughs> We're just always in your head. All right. So what did we learn today, Liz? Well, persuasion fatigue. Live in the now, man. Life's too short. Now is not the time to broaden your your understanding of political issues. You know, it's time to booze up your eggnog. Also, parents with kids that have broken hearts, just tell them to get over it. And get with the times. Everyone needs to get a fax machine for Christmas. Also, we're on the up and up. Everyone from low-level startups to highfalutin Middle Eastern dynasties want to get on this show. I think that's a pretty good pretty good thing. Liz, over to you. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and again, hit us up on smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Thank you guys for listening. We here at Small Town Scuttlebutt love that you listen to us every week. If you like what you hear, go support the businesses that help support us, like APC Pest Control, Larkin's Liquors, Mario's Lawn Care, Perez Martial Arts, Royal Pizza, Park Street Books, Smear Campaign, 
and Mike Page Studios.